0: Welcome everybody to the Clifton's Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grubbs. We got a special bonus episode for you. Um, Originally, I was going to record this on Wednesday because I thought the Misha classifications were going to be released on Wednesday, but I looked on Twitter and they were released this morning. We'll get more in-depth with those here in just a little bit, um, but before we do that, um, let's address some breaking news that has been going around. Um, Brandon Zen was the first one that I seen that reported it Um. We have some schedule changes with Week 5, especially when it comes to City teams. Um, Central, Lafayette, and Benton, all three of those teams are experiencing changes with their schedule this week. Um, Lafayette was originally supposed to host Central this week in a big City game, and Benton was supposed to play Savannah this week at home. Those matchups will not be happening now. Um, Both teams have multiple players under quarantine, so... Week 5 for them is canceled as far as Benton's concerned. um, As far as um, I've seen tweeted, um, week 6 has also been canceled. That game was scheduled to take place at Maryville. But right now, Lafayette is supposed to play at Chillicothe. Is supposed to play Chillicothe next week. That matchup, as of right now, this being recorded, is still planned to go on. But a matchup that has been made has been Central at Savannah. That matchup has been made for this Friday night at Savannah. So that would be a good game there. So um, we had Brandon Zinner come on the show to address that story and um, in a second segment where you're actually going to be breaking down the Misha classifications and his week four highlights. And we're going to begin into that segment with Brandon here in 30 seconds. And we're here on the special edition of the Cliff Notes podcast. A little bit of a breaking news audio. We got news Press now, sports director Brandon Zinner with us. Brandon, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, CliffsNotes. Thanks for having
0: me on. Oh, it was a pleasure to have you on, man. Um, breaking news today. A lot going on today with classifications. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, first, um, Lafayette and Benton not playing, not playing this week. Walk us through everything.
1: So this is the first time we've seen this this uh, COVID nineteen situation basically hit the the football ranks. Whenever it comes here to to St. Joe, we've seen throughout the season. Lathrop up in Savannah kind of went through these, these issues. We've seen the eight man ranks where some teams have have had to deal with games that are canceled, but now it has affected the city where Lafayette uh, has a number of players that are now being quarantined due to contact tracing. That's what most of this comes down to is the contact tracing part of it. Uh, They have a a little bit more than 15 players uh, right now that that are still with the team, still in school, and are able to undergo practice, and that's what they will do in some sort of fashion this week. They will not play come this Friday. Against Central, the big city rivalry, like we were expecting. Over at Benton, uh, a, a number of people also shut down uh, in quarantine due to contact tracing, and we've been told it's it's more that's more than half the team for them for Benton. That's also a team that doesn't have as many kids as a school like like Lafayette, and they will be shut down for the next two weeks. They will not play this Friday against Savannah, and then Maryville parents have also been told that next Friday's game will not. Uh, take place against Benton. Maryville likely going to be trying to see if they can maybe pick up a uh, a week five game then or whatever week we're going to be in next week. I think next week will be week six. Um, but so, yeah, Lafayette, Benton not in action this week. Lafayette at Chillicothe next week. You know, it looks like that's going to happen. Benton not going to take place uh, for the next two weeks. But Central will now instead travel to Savannah. Both those teams have not opened on their schedule. They're 15 minutes away from each other. Uh, perfect reason to, for Savannah, <laughs> three three home games uh, for their first three games of the year.
0: Oh, absolutely. Do you think probably that was probably more of like, you know, okay, so Central, Central and Savannah that we're looking at, okay, our two opponents canceled. Let's just pick up a game, you know, like you said, 15 minutes away from each other. Just makes sense. It's not that hard to go out and go find a game. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the case.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and it, it's something it's it's logical for both for both teams in the sense of of the relevancy and how close they are with each other. And then uh, Central, a, a Class Five team, uh, and Savannah now a Class Four team. We'll talk with the, probably about the classifications at some other point, but now uh, that's a that's a chance for uh, a team like Savannah to go out and earn some good district points, and and a chance for Savannah to to get a, a look at a, a good team uh, style that they might see. Uh, from some of these teams that they're going to see in the postseason and, and just another chance to play football because we don't we don't know when any week when any week is going to be the last so any chance you get a chance to play football uh, these coaches are taking advantage of it this year for sure
0: well definitely thank you for uh, thank you for breaking in with that news brendan i know you've been staying on top of it all day long um we're going to be coming back to you real soon here in this segment so we'll, we'll be coming back to you real soon That was Brandon Zenner from News Press Now. He's the sports director there. We're going to be coming back to him here in just a few minutes. But before that, let's run down all the local teams here in the Cliff Notes Podcast listening area and let's run down where they stand as far as district assignments. And Class 5, District 8, of course, that's where Central has been for years. That's where they will remain, Class 5, District 8. Their district expands from five teams to seven. And the biggest news out of that district has to be Platt County the Class 4 runner-up from last season, they're going to be moving up to Class 5, District 8. Central and PC will be joining Park Hill South, Oak Park, North Kansas City, Fort Osage, and Staley And that district. Also, other notable moves, Webb City, a Class 4 stable for so long, they're up to Class 5 also. And Class 4, District 8, that's where we're going to find Lafayette. Also, Savannah and Smithville will be joining them in that district. Other teams outside of the coverage area are Carney, Winnetonka, and Excelsior Springs. Class 3, District 8. Maryville moves up from Class 2 to Class 3. They're going to be joined by Benton, Cameron, and Chillicothe. And on lo- non-local teams in that district are Kansas City Northeast. Richmond, who's a really, really good football team. They defeated Lathrop in Week 1. They're going to be a tough team to handle. And Kansas City Central is also in that district. Class 2, District 8. Let's talk about Lathrop and Lawson out of the KCI. Both those teams are in the same district together. Once again, they're going to be joined by St. Pius, who just defeated Maryville in Week 4. And Trenton and non-local teams are Lexington, Lafayette County, who's another really, really good football team, and Brookfield. Class 1, District 8. It's going to be East Buck, Maryville, Mid-Buck, North Platte, Plattsburgh, Polo, St. Joe Christian, and West Platte. Now there are a few Class 1 teams left that are going to be scattered into District 7. That's going to include Hamilton, Gallatin, Princeton, and South Harrison. They're going to be joined by Knox County, Milan, who's also out of the GRC, Putnam County, another GRC team, and Scotland County. Now let's move on to the eight-man race now. We're going to have a lot of local teams, especially in District 3 and District 4. Let's go to District 4. And this is the ABC order of District 4 in eight-man football. It's going to be Albany, Mound City, Northwest Nottoway, Rockport, Platte Valley, Stanberry, Tar- uh, East Atchison, and Worth County. Actually, that was not ABC order. We do apologize on that. That is a uh, Misha still has Tarkio and still has South Nottoway. Of course, South Nottoway and Jefferson paired with as Platte Valley, Tarkio and Fairfax are East Atchison. District three, let's go there. Bishop LeBlanc, second year in 8 Man football, they're going to be in District three. They're going to be joined by DeKalb, King City, North Andrew, Oric, Pattonsburg, South Holt, Nottoway Holt, and Stewartsville and Osborne. That will round out District three. Now, the only coverage area team left is Southwest Livingston. They're going to be in District two. They're going to be joined by Bramer, Concordia, Keatsville, Norburn, North Shelby, who's the number two ranked team in A-man football, Santa Fe, Schuyler County, and St. Paul Lutheran. And Class 1 is Appleton City, Archie, Drexel, Jasper, Liberal, Northwest Hughesville, Osceola, and Rich Hill. Now those are all your districts for the Misha classifications that were released today. For more on those, we go to Brandon We go back to Brandon Zinner for our second segment where we talk about those and we recap re- week four of high school football. Here's our second part with Brandon Zinner. And we're back here on the Cliff Podcast, this special episode. We're back with Brandon Zinner. We're going to talk about more positive stuff. Um, we're going to walk through um, our week four recap. What were some of the things that really stood out to you in week four?
1: I'll uh, start in the eight-man ranks, the Mound City Southwest Livingston. Uh, it sounds like that was just an absolutely uh, thrilling game. Mound City, of course, uh, pulling out a top three matchup. Uh, what a huge win for them, and they kind of cement their place. Uh, I think a top uh, eight-man with that win and show that they're still the top dogs. Uh, here here with games that take place and with city teams, Savannah came back from quarantine, and, and they looked uh, – uh, after after a few few hiccups uh, throughout the game, man, they looked good and like the Savannah of old. They were able to to run the ball with Evan Yant, who might be the best running back in Northwest Missouri, and they survive uh, Lafayette. That was a, a a big win, and then uh, Benton them getting their first win over the year. That's a, a huge positive step for them. Uh, East Buchanan out in Hamilton scoring uh, the last uh, the last three touchdowns of the game after it was a two point game in the fourth quarter. I think those are probably the, the big the big winners of the week. And then, you, obviously, mid-Buchanan. Lathrop's not the same team this year that they have been in the past, but just getting over that milestone of beating a team like Lathrop, who is a state perennial power, mid-Buchanan, uh, what a moment for them moving uh, to 4-0 and beating a good uh, a good Lathrop-Mules team.
0: Well, another game that I want to talk about here real quick before we move on to classifications. Um, how about St. Pius, what they did to Maryville on Friday night? Do you, do you really think there could be a new king of the MEC after Maryville's dominance for so long? Um,
1: t- until the end of the year comes, I'm never going to write off the Maryville Spoofhounds. They, they always just find a way to – when the end of the year comes around, they, they're the, the top dogs. St. Pius still – they're going to have to go through other teams, uh, including Savannah. Savannah's going to be a team that's there at the end of the year that's still got to play Lafayette, which is going to be a dangerous game for St. Pius. and in, it sounds like St. Pies, they, they've got some pieces, and this isn't a surprise to the teams in the MEC of what St. Pies has been able to do. Uh, but until the end of week nine, until that final whistle sounds, I'm never going to count Maryville out.
0: I almost think Maryville's like Northwest Missouri State, you know, those teams in Maryville. You can never count them out until the very end. Um, be definitely some breaking news for me really a little bit this, this morning was uh, the release of the classifications. I wasn't really expecting them until Wednesday, but – they put them out this morning. Um, first of all, before we get into um, really certain districts, what really stuck out to you overall when you took a look at these?
1: Oh, well, the, the key takeaways, I think, are with Maryville, that we just talked about, going from Class 2, now they're back up to Class 3 after a short stay in Class 2, and then in Class 4, Savannah going back up into that district with the Lafayette where they had been and now – uh, Savannah, Savannah had been just in the Class Three quarterfinals a year ago, and they said, "Okay, enough of you. <laughs> Good luck. We're gonna put you in a district with Kearney and uh, and those sorts of teams." Um, but but that's that's probably where they belong. And and they had a, they had a nice run, and what a cool thing for them to be able to do uh, last year. And then and then also with uh, the Central Indians that that district inclu- increasing from five to seven teams, uh, which only makes it even more difficult for the Indians. More Possibly more chances at wins, but uh, also some more really good teams in that district.
0: Sticking with that district real quick, I think probably one of the biggest things that I really looked at today was uh, two big moves to Class 4 to Class 5. One of them is outside of our area with Webb City. You're so accustomed to Webb City being a Class 4 football team for so long. They're in Class 5. But their runner-up, Platt County, they're also in that same district with Central now with – you know, I, you know, is it probably because of enrollment, or you know, did teams opting out this year did that play a part in Platt County getting moved up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's got that's got to be uh, one of the factors. We got all the teams that are that opted out. Uh, they all turned in their forms officially as of last week, and, and there's a lot of teams in the, on the St. Louis side that have opted out. So uh, we we have some shuffling that obviously had to take place, and uh, that boy, that Class Five District Eight. You have Staley and Platte County. I uh, I don't know if I feel bad for the Falcons or if I feel bad for the Pirates. Uh, uh, and then possibly Central has to play one of those two <laughs> in uh, in week one if things keep the course. Um, but, yeah, definitely we, we've seen COVID play an uh, effect on a lot of things. And then uh, now we see the classifications also uh, taking a, a hit in just some different
0: areas uh, because of that. Other side note in that district there for uh, Central. North Kansas City is also in that district. Platte County blew a big lead against them on Friday night for North Kansas City to come back and pick up that victory. That was probably one of the more thrilling games, probably either in Northwest Missouri or in the Metro. Those, that was one of the thrilling games there. So, um, so, Brandon, thank you so much for um, taking time out of your day. I know that, you know, we've had a couple things, you know, breaking with those two things going on. Um, Missouri Western playing. Are they starting playing now? So, um, you know, you're you got a lot on your hands though. So I appreciate you for taking time and coming on the podcast. Brandon, um, um, plug anywhere they can follow you. Um, anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, you just newspressnow. You, newspressnow.com. You can find all of our content as well as uh, you can follow me on Twitter. NP Now Center. Uh, keeping up to date with everything going on in the Northwest Missouri. And then, uh, I also like to tell a couple jokes whenever it comes to. Uh, my, my co-worker, Michaela Day, she's a Clippers fan, so uh, if you want some jokes inside of the Clippers, uh, feel free to, to come over and join me. Or the Chargers. She's also a Chargers fan.
0: Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I, I feel terrible for her. Definitely a, <laughs> Clipper. Not a Not a good week for LA teams. That poor girl. <laughs> Especially for LA teams. So, um, Brandon, thank you so much for um, joining the um, show. Um, one last thing. Uh, what can we expect of um, you guys on Friday? Um, what, what games are you guys covering on Friday?
1: Oh Well, considering things have changed uh, from what I had sent out of our, sch- our schedule for Sunday night to this morning, your list is as good as mine. I guarantee you uh, North Andrew, North Shelby is definitely one we're going to be keeping an eye on. That's a, a big game in the eight-man ranks, uh, as well as now Central Savannah. We'll definitely be checking in with them. Uh, We're going to have to see if anything else uh, gets turned. We want to definitely get out and see Mid Buchanan and East Buchanan. They're two teams that are uh, playing as good as anybody uh, in the area right now. Uh, So, those are definitely uh, four games uh, I would keep an eye on.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Your format probably changing is probably as good as my format changing. Something um, will change tomorrow. I will be at Savannah and Central. Um, I made that change earlier today, so that'd be a fun matchup. Brandon, thank you so much for hopping on with us here on the Clifftope podcast. Um, Make sure to follow Brandon on Twitter and um, keep an eye on the St. Joe News Press. Their social media accounts and also newspressnow.com. You can keep an eye on all the stories there and all the breaking news there. Thank you so much, Brandon. Anytime. Thanks, Clifton. And once again, we want to thank Brandon Zinner for joining us. Now, this was a special episode of the Clifton's Podcast. We are still going to be doing the Week 5 pregame show. The first segment will cover Central and Savannah. That will be the big game that we are going to cover there with the schedule change. There, uh, Mariville and Cameron is also this week. And St. Pius and Chillicothe, other games. St. Joe Christian is hosting Kansas City Northeast. They didn't play last week, so the Lions will be back on the field this week also. And the second segment, we always go KCI and GRC. We'll talk more about mid-buck. We'll talk to Chris Ward. We'll talk about East Buck. We'll talk to Dan Ritter. Uh, we'll run out all the scores and the schedules in the GRC and the KCI. Uh, segment three we're going to actually be doing a bunch of content this week uh, we got Pattonsburg and Stanberry this week North Shelby and North Andrew uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Mountain City's big win against Southwest Livingston last week and week four we got interviews with Mar Hill head coach Brandon Wilkes Donovan West head coach Perry Smith and we're also going to be having Johnny Kane back with us in addition to breaking down all the scores and schedules in the state of Kansas so make sure to pay attention to those those will be coming on Thursday So I want to thank everybody for tuning into the podcast, all kinds of episodes up. I want to thank every single person who's taken the time to listen to the podcast, every coach, every media member, taking time to record with me. Very, very much appreciated. I couldn't imagine this podcast turning out any better. I can't do it without you guys. Thank you so much. Until Thursday, until the week five pregame show, take care, everybody.